Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. Looks like Randy, who's uh, been holding the longest, is next. Randy, welcome. How are you? Hey, so Larry, I mentioned my way back. I made it to Lyman. Nice. <laughs> anyway, I got a question. I'm thinking vacuum or compression, but I want your opinion because you're the man. Uh, now, keep in mind, about a week ago, I just had a blower motor put in, and I did my resistor. Uh the only time I have problems with this vehicle is when I'm going uphill for, let's say, a quarter mile. I'm 86 from, like, 70 to Kiowa. You got the chili. So when I get those long stretches that are maybe not a quarter mile but close enough, I get that good angle. Uh, whether the heat's on or whether the AC is on, once I go up those stretches there, uh, I, you know, you can hear the blower motor going, but it switches I'm not to defrost. any heat. Or I'm not getting any heat or getting any air, so I'm just wondering: is that compression or is that vacuum or yeah, it's or a, one of the two or both? It's a vacuum issue. What kind of vehicle is it? Uh, Ninety-nine Jeep Cherokee four zero liter. Okay, there should be a vacuum uh, check valve under the hood yep. and and a vacuum reservoir also. Yep, under the bumper. Yep, and uh, oh. a lot of times those will be compromised, have a small leak right. somewhere. Those are hard to get. They're going to be junkyards. They're going to be the same age as mine. So what I did was give them both a bath with a epoxy hardener, and if there is a little pinhole or, a, or you know, just some kind of little sure. line crack, I think I took care of that. Okay. So that would leave the hoses, which is not a whole lot. And I just went out and bought some choke cleaner, car cleaner, whatever, and sprayed, you know, like the T's for subconnects and okay. sprayed some of the hoses and no no engine shaking, no nothing. And yeah. if, it, if I don't have the heater or the air on, I mean, I don't have a problem whatsoever. So it's got to be small. Yeah. And uh, it could even be the rotary vacuum switch, too, on the dash. Uh, we It's not as likely, but we have seen that happen before, too. Yeah. I just did the main things, which would be the ball and that check valve, sure. because you can't get them. Right. So I figured, why, why, why buy their problems? I'll just fix mine and bath it up with well, and they do have check valves. Uh, Napa actually yeah, yeah. has the check valves new. I mean, I don't know oh, if okay. that's what you ended up with or not, but Napa actually has check valves, vacuum check valves, and they can huh. also be used as washer fluid check valves too. Huh. So, yeah, I didn't uh, know you sold the check valve. You didn't sell the pigtail I needed to get my blower motors. <laughs> so, we, I did end up getting that fixed. The new blower motor did a great job. Good. Uh, but anyway, yeah, but like I said, I did give it a bath. That's that's the only thing I could think of because I didn't want to buy 20-year-old crap. But I didn't know you had one. It's an idea, but you think my bath probably would have covered any little pinhole or little hairline crack? I mean, it's... More than likely, stuff. yeah. I mean, but those right. all those plastic lines, they can, you know, they can right. be small. And especially where they uh, switch to the rubber uh, junction, too. Yeah. Well, 
I just wondered because I was going to buy some stuff for compression, but I don't know that that's the answer. As far as a vacuum, I guess whatever they want to do, air smoke test or choke it out, see what's going on. But yeah, possibly uh, that's yeah. I mean, it's just so hard to say, you know, since you're under load. I mean, well, yeah, it, here, it should the be thing, the though, reservoir should hold it. I went to the dealership. I know I got ripped off there, but they, he pulled up on his computer, and I write it myself where he said that it was normal for my vehicle anyway. When I'm going uphill like that for the air for the clutch to disengage and send the vacuum to the motor because that's more important than the clutch. And I talked to another mechanic in Hugo. He said the guy was full of, well, let's say road apples. Uh, so <laughs> well, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to go for on that. Well, at heavy uh, throttle, it'll kick uh, it'll kick off the air compressor or kick off the uh, air conditioning compressor, but that doesn't right. change your airflow. So your airflow right. only changes because of uh, right. going to default in the vacuum. So now I did just have the uh, what's it called, an air idle control module, or whatever. I had that had that changed just because I you know as far as I know it's original. I don't apparently have a mass flow, but I have a MAF MAF M A F, not the MAF M A F. Should I maybe replace that if it's original and twenty-one years old? Would wouldn't that... wouldn't be related, and if unless it's a problem, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, mess with it. Okay, so then okay. Yeah. All right, maybe I'll just find somewhere to do a get a compression check done, and we'll take care of it that way. But uh, thank you for your input. You guys have a great weekend. You too, Randy. You too. Back in Colorado, man, I love it. All right, man. Appreciate Thanks. it very much. Glad you're back. Uh, John in Denver's up next. John, welcome. Good, sir. Good. Listen, my question is not really technical, but um, I'm wondering if there's any websites that I can go on for next summer to find out about car shows in the area that predominantly cater more to classic and and older vehicles. It seems like anymore, every car show I went to this summer, nothing but hot rods, rest rods. And I'm not into that stuff. I'm into the old classics out of the 20s, 30s, 40s. Is there anything going on in this town that it caters more to that? Uh, good question. It's one of those things that's hit and miss. There are some organizations that try to do a pretty good job of putting together a you know a list of what the car shows are going to be. But again, what I'll tell you is they're all hit and miss, mainly because I don't know that a lot of the guys that that put guys and gals both that put the shows on know where to go to even register that, hey, we've got a show. Nor do I feel like in some cases they, I'll be honest, I'm not sure at times, John, they want to. Some of them end up with so many people and they're so full as it is that I don't think they really want to you know, advertise outside of some of the circles they're already in, knowing that there's only so much they can handle anyway. So to answer your question, there are a couple of aggregate sites out there and you'll just have to do a, a, a you know, use a search engine and and look for those. Uh, there used to be a publication in town. I'm trying to remember the name of it, and I'm sorry that it's slipping my mind right now. Uh, there was a publication in town, uh, literally a newspaper-type publication that would list all of those out. I, I top my head, I don't remember what it is. I'm sorry. I, I used to have it, and I don't remember. Do you recall also, you know, I think it was the Mustang Club every year. Mm-hmm. used to have a wonderful show at Clement Park. Right. Why? Where did that go? What happened with that? That was a great show. I don't know. And what what I do know is this: on not that one in particular, but shows in general. Typically, there's a person, or sometimes a group of people, that sort of do the 
the organization of the car show for their particular event, for their particular group, if you would. And I know that, A, there's a ton of work that goes into doing them. And if those people rotate out of the club or they move or they die, in, in the case of some of the older guys, they, they die, and yeah. nobody really, John, comes along and steps up and takes over for what that particular individual did, that particular event goes away. It just yeah. dies. And I've seen it happen over the years. There, I do know there's a big, uh, tomorrow, there's a big car show fundraiser at Jim's Burger Haven up in Thornton. I don't know what type of cars will be there. That's one of those things that, you know, you don't all, and it depends, by the way, on, on the event itself and even what happens on that day, because a lot of these events won't limit the type of cars that show up. They'll just say, hey, come bring your car, show it, and whoever shows up, that's who's there. Yeah. I don't know of any any shows out there that are being specific on this is the exact type of car, other than like the Italian car shows and, and some of those types of, of events. Other than that, if it's just a generic, regular car show that really doesn't have any limitations, some will say, you know, only bring something that's pre-1980, for example. But yeah. outside of that, I don't I don't know of anybody that is, is really putting together an aggregate site for all the shows. Well, it just seems like these days, everybody, and I'm an older guy, and it seems like guys my age, everybody and their brothers into these restaurants and hot rods. And it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm just not, I'm a... I love to see the original stuff. Yeah, and I, and I will tell you that, you know, the shows that we've done, so we've been out two or three times this year, and the couple that we just did, there was a combination of some of what you're talking about with some original uh, equipment-type vehicles there as well, you know, restored-type vehicles as well, and it's kind of a, a hodgepodge, if you would. But again, because none of the operators of those are limiting it to a particular type of vehicle, you, you kind of get a hodgepodge. I get you, John. Well, listen, I appreciate it. I love your show. No, it's a great question, John. I pre- and I, you know what? We'll do our best to see if we can't maybe start putting some of that together. The problem is, even for me, I've got to now rely on people letting me know what event's coming up to even get it on a calendar. And that, and therein lies the problem is how do you get that out to everybody that are that's doing these in finding one particular person to take the lead on the calendar? I'll do it, but I just have to have people letting me know when they are because I don't have time to call them. Maybe people that listen to your show will start doing that. If they would, I, we can easily put it on a calendar. That is not a problem, but I just have to know where they are. Yeah. I, I got you, John. Well, listen, keep up the good Thanks, work. man. Appreciate it, John. No, and we can announce those for all of you listening as well. If any of you have a car show, an event, something like that you'd either like us to be at and or promote, by all means, let us know. Again, I no offense, I don't have time to go running around calling, you know, trying to figure out where, what everybody's doing, sure. when they're doing it, and so on. I, sure. I have other if hats I wear. and when or where, and yeah. Yeah. And, but, and we have, by the way, we've tried as a show in the past to do some of this, and the problem has always, being, has always been getting those individuals to let us know right. when there's going to be an event. And I think there's also at times a lot of underlying politics that go into some of this, which I will not get into on air, but there's a lot of folks that, well, I just don't want to, I don't want anybody knowing when my show is going to be because somebody else might compete or copy my show. And there's all that garbage that happens as well. Trust me. Yeah. That stuff goes yeah. on also. But anyways, great idea. We'll see what we can do on that as well. John, Randy and Boulder, Warren, you guys hang tight. We'll come right back. Drive radio, KLZ 560. Your vehicle's air conditioner should not put out a musty mildew like smell. Cabin filter contaminants can cause allergies and compromise airflow volume. Now is the time to take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Cabin Filter Special. 
For $189, Geno's will replace your cabin filter, clean the evaporator box, and restore efficiency and clean air in your vehicle. Geno's BG Evaporator Cleaning injects foam into your vehicle's evaporator box, which removes mold, pollen, mildew, dust, and bacteria. Since 1983, the team at Geno's has been serving customers all along the front range. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. They're AAA approved, winner of the Napa Gold Certified Auto Award, and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon in Littleton. Check out their excellent Google reviews. Stop in or visit them online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court. But since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. KLZ's personal injury attorney continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Line's open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. We'll get you right on here. We have one line open. It's all Warren up in Cheyenne is next. Warren, beautiful day here. What's it like there? Oh, don't you start. Uh, well, I'm, I'm guessing the wind probably isn't blowing because it's not doing anything here. It's barely. Yeah. It's nice. Uh-huh. It's nice here, too, brother. Good. Hey, I had two fiascos, one right after another. My grandson bought a, a newer Ford Focus, and I told him, I said, get it over here. Let's change the oil. Okay. So, I'm you know, he's capable. He's 20. Right. And he says, Grandpa, it won't come off. I said, all right, let me look under. And I got to looking, and I don't know what they put on it, but I broke two sockets off trying to get it off. Wow. The filter? And I'm going, 
this is really weird. On the drain I've plug itself, you mean? It like that. What's that? On the drain plug itself, you mean? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So I finally told him, I said, all right, enough's enough. Go get the dadgum torch and get my impact. I really did not want to do it. But I heated it, and finally that impact broke it. But somebody put this on there with an impact. Jeez. And I'm going, are you kidding me? Amazing. I could not believe it, but it took me all that gum day, and I did not want to destroy that bolt. Yeah. I didn't really care about the bolt, but I did about the oil pan. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, drain plugs are inexpensive. But, you right. Know, easy. Right after that, John, we're going down to Nunn in Colorado to go shooting. Okay. And I just put Cooper's on the little truck. All right. And uh, it's got 40 miles on these tires. So coming back, I'm doing 80. Okay. Here goes a blowout. I've never had a Cooper blowout. It blew out going down the road? Yeah. And that was a wild ride. Yeah, 80 miles an hour. Yeah, of course. The whole, the whole sidewall was gone. Yeah, by the time you get stopped, yeah, it's going to be wiped. And, you know, I understand flats, but blowouts I really dislike. Yeah, no, those aren't any fun. Mm-hmm. So what, what – where are you – yeah, where are you at with it today? Are they going to replace it? Would, would, any answers? What, yeah, what's the scoop? They'll replace it, but it'll take me a week for it to come in. Yep. They're not fast moving. Yeah, nothing is anymore. No. Yep. No, it was just a fun experience. Oh, man. Those can be extremely fun. (laughs) I mean, like, dangerously fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. You'll knuckle up on the... Oh, man, you will. You got that right. Yeah. No, I just wanted to wish you well. It's good to hear you. Likewise, sir. Appreciate it very much, Warren. You're the man. You just take it easy. We'll do it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling, as always. Love you, man. Appreciate that very much. Always checking in on us, and I, I appreciate Warren very much. Faithful listener, and always has great stories. And luck that Again, that's one of those, back to our question of the day, how do you avoid a close call? Uh, yeah, right. Knowing what to do when those situations come up, that's one of them right there. Uh, Randy up in Boulder, what's going on? Hi, John. How are we doing, sir? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. I uh, wanted to get your opinion. I got a Jeep, 2000 Jeep Wrangler TJ with the five-speed. I got it to tow behind my RV to go out to Arizona in the winter months. And uh, I'm thinking I'd like to have that 32RH automatic transmission, the three-speed. It's not into the shifting anymore. I never thought that day would come, but... uh, so I'm wondering, I can get, there's a guy that's got the complete uh, automatic transmission that he got out of a Jeep that they converted to the five-speed, and uh, is it worth the labor? They want about 900 bucks for this No transmission that's got uh, 160,000 no. miles on it. 
No, honestly, in my opinion, is no. You'd be better off if yours is a good, really clean vehicle. You know, put it up for sale, sell it as is, try to replace it with one that has an automatic. And I know it's hard to find good, clean ones, but they're out there. You just got to look around and you'd almost swap dollar for dollar and and not have all the hassle of trying to do a retrofit. And yours is worth more money the way it is. With By the way, a lot of guys are looking for a manual transmission, one of those anyway. So you've got a, a higher commodity item in it than one you'd go buy with an automatic yeah yeah that's what i was thinking i just thought the convenience but yeah it's got the 307 differential and uh it's it's a dog compared to my uh 75 jeep cj oh yeah they are 427 i could crawl a wall with that 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 unit of yours they of course always work better if you could put a 410 axle ratio in them that would really wake them up and make them run you know not the running part, I'm not saying that right. It made the power get to the ground better, more efficiently with 410s than with the 307s. But they, a lot of those came with 307s for fuel economy and other things they were trying to do you know, back in the day. But your vehicle with the manual transmission is worth more than one with an automatic. So actually, if done right, you could probably even go up a few years in, in vehicle itself, Randy, for the same money given what you can get out of yours now. Yeah, I I spent a few months looking for it. When I found it, I jumped. Yeah, on you you you've got watch. a you've got a good commodity with what you have now. It's it, and and honestly, you're going to devalue it by putting an automatic transmission in it. Again, you're better off taking what you have, selling it, taking that money and putting it back into one with an automatic and jumping up. Probably, believe it or not, you as you know, you can probably go up four or five years in age if you want to. Yeah, I just know that the TJ was a pretty solid. It was. You know, the, 99 uh, you know but the jake you know the jk's have been great as well so i i don't i don't want to take anything away from those because the jk's in fact the jk's as far as comfortability getting in and out of it i mean if you're talking going from a four-speed to an auto because you're tired of shifting the the creature comfort level going to the jk from what you have now there's no comparison to either JK, you want to at least get a 2012 or newer correct i would say yeah I yeah, I mean as new as possible is what I would tell you to do. You know, price wise, new as possible. Yeah. If you if you but again, yours is of enough value that, and it's getting vintage enough that you could again dollar for dollar you could jump into a JK pretty easily for the same money. If you took what you can get out of yours, add to it what you would spend doing the conversion, you could buy a JK for sure. Okay. And I would at that point. Yeah, I think I'll just it pose nice behind my class C and uh and uh, I don't I, I got the uh tow uh, bar on it already. Mm-hmm. So it's just I just thought it would be nice just to, you know, tool around with the automatic. It would just uh be a little more comfortable. I'm not Yeah, and I, I will also tell you too though, for just and I, I just I'm I did a lot of those back in the day. I still prefer the manual transmissions for flat towing. You know, if you're putting it behind a a uh, vehicle with a trailer or something like that, then it makes no difference. But if you're still flat towing that, I still like the manual transmissions better than I do the automatics. Is it uh, pretty costly to upgrade the axle ratio? Mm, I don't know what today's prices are. Probably a couple of grand in today's world from what it used to be. Used to be you could do that whole kit for you know installed for around fifteen hundred bucks, but it's probably two grand or better today. Maybe even twenty five hundred, depending upon the shop and who does it. Yeah, I'm not that hardcore. My my days of hardcore off-roading are over, so I'm not looking to rock crawl or anything like that. So, 
All right. Well, you answered my question, John. I sure appreciate thanks, your Randy. program and your information. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it very much, as always. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, Sam and Littleton is next. We'll get you before the t- uh, bottom of the hour break. What's going on, Sam? Hi there. I've got a 202 uh, Chevy uh, HD 2500 pickup with 100,000 miles on it. And with these gas prices, I'm trying to figure out how to get better mileage. It's got the 8.1 liter in the Allison. I mean, I love the truck, but it as it starts to approach $4 a gallon, it's killing me. Yep. And 12 miles to the gallon down. doesn't... There's uh, no, and there's nothing there's you can do. There's nothing you can do. No. Yep. That's probably nothing got... Nothing you can do. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, that's... I mean, I mean, the only don't, you're, you're you're in the same boat, Sam. That literally the last you know, our last caller, Randy, is in. I mean, your truck is worth enough money, given what it is. There's still a lot of guys out there looking for your very specific vehicle. You could literally sell it and upgrade into something that would get better economy. And if you're not opposed to the diesel side of the fence, you could move into the diesel end of it and really up the fuel economy and and do that relatively easily. But because your vehicle's pretty well desired at this point, yeah. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, the engines. I you know, I keep it tuned and everything. Sure. And change sure. the oil regularly and all that stuff. So I love the truck. Just, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and again, you know, we we just have to put things into perspective as well. For what everything I just said costs in time, effort, registration fees, different insurance. You know, we go down the line. No offense, yep. Sam. You can still buy a lot of fuel. I yeah, know it hurts at the pump, and yeah, I, I know that's too, the part yeah. that stinks. But yeah. you know, if you don't drive more than I'm guessing, what's this vehicle? A five thousand mile a year or so vehicle? Yep. Then put the. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's five dollars a gallon right. at that point. You're still you're still money ahead when it's all said and done. So who cares? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you got to put it in perspective because because the alternatives. Yeah. For what you're going to do, and and you know, first question, just make sure we're clear on it. No. I don't care what anybody tells you, Sam. I don't care what anybody feeds you. I don't care what anybody on the internet says. The eight one is is it's got enough, you know, just just surface area inside and enough volume to the engine itself takes X amount of fuel to run it. No, there's nothing you do to improve mileage. Right. Period. Exactly. No matter what anybody says. Yeah. I, I love the truck. I love the oh, engine yeah. and the transmission. Yeah. Oh, I've owned them. I, no, I, I, I own that yeah. very truck. Me too. I, I've owned yeah. them. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. And that's love why the, I know there's nothing you can do to get better mileage. Yeah. Love the power. Love everything about it. Just uh, Not yeah. a thing yeah. you can do. It is that's what it right. is. And, and again, I say that, and, you know, people will tell you, well, you know, do exhaust or chip it or do some intake work or do this or do that. Even no. if it gained you a half a mile to the gallon, it's not, you're, doesn't you're pay spend, off. It would take fifty years to make right. that pay off. It, so, it's not. Yeah. It, you're not gaining yeah, anything, right. Sam. Yeah, yeah, and right. uh, yeah. Uh, guys, I now the, the only thing you could potentially do, I didn't think about this. Let me let me back up one step. I think yours will still do this. You you have a four speed Allison, right? Five speed. In an O two, is it a four it, or five? It'd be a five speed, I believe. Mine was a five speed. Is it? Sam? Uh-huh. I think I think it's about double check because they, you could turn some of those early ones into a five speed if it's not. Okay, cuz I think or is it a, or is it 5 to 6? It, it, it was uh, cuz the 6 speed came out in 07 or 08. Uh the 6 speed Allison and so the 5 Yeah, the I 5 think, speed. I, I think you can turn I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. You're correct. It, it, th- those were fives. I couldn't remember if they're yeah. four to fives, fives to sixes. Right. You can turn that into a six speed and potentially gain maybe a little bit of mileage out of that. But you're going to spend fifteen hundred bucks or more doing it. Yeah, 
Actually, probably three yeah. grand doing it. Sorry, fifteen hundred short. You're you're about three grand to do that. Again, you buy a lot of fuel for that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, forty years. Yeah, you can't. Although I don't know lately. <laughs> but but you but they for those of you guys out there listening that do have some of those earlier Duramaxes with the five speeds, you can turn that into a six speed if you want. And it gains about a mile to a mile, mile and a half to the gallon on fuel economy because it's giving you a second overdrive is what it does. Sure. Yeah. Goes like. To right, and they, they they replace some gears in the transmission. No, it's all believe it or not, it's all valve body. That everything in that tr- transmission is there to be a six speed. It just isn't. So there's companies that make an upgraded valve body assembly that turns it into a six speed. Ah, okay. And and it's been they've all been right. doing that now for a while, but it's not cheap. The kit itself is twenty five hundred bucks. Plus you got to have it put in. So you know you, you'll be three. You'll be thirty five hundred bucks having that done yeah. when it's all said and done. Now the advantage is you're lowering the engine RPM. So yeah, you're going to gain a little bit on fuel economy, but some longevity on the engine as well. If you're going to keep the thing long term, is it worth it at that point? If you're looking at it in that way, that's a different situation than it is from just trying to save you know fuel. If it if it gains you one mile per the gallon, yeah, it's it's going to take a long time to pay. And, for and that. Ken's right; it takes it from point seven one in fifth gear to point six one in sixth gear. Okay. So, okay. okay. So, yeah, and, and by the way, you don't have to change computer it, but... or anything else. It's literally just a valve body change. You don't change any wiring, anything else. It is just a easy, I say easy, but it is a bolt-in uh, valve body, you know, changeover that you can do, and, and it will gain you some economy on that. So I should have said that to begin with, but there's nothing engine-wise you do on the vehicle to make it gain economy. This is a transmission change. Yeah, it's 500 cubic inches. Okay. It's, That's right. And just go all day but but it will yep. i mean it, it does it it does help so you know where you're this, the way this works is where you're at now at 62 miles an hour it's the same rpm at 72 miles an hour okay okay if you do the conversion all right so yeah, something to think about, about that yeah that's good to know. All right, appreciate it. Okay, Sam, appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, and that's really for all the, everybody else driving those earlier Allisons. You can convert them from a five to a six speed. I was and, not aware of that. And gain yeah. that. Yeah, and it's just a, it's just a valve body change, and they do work. And, and yeah. the transmission itself, longevity wise, is the same. Okay. Nothing changes there, and they're pretty much bulletproof for yeah. all that. So, anyways, we'll come back. We got a line open. Tom and Lakewood, hang tight. Randy as well. We'll be right back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie Distributing, your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. With school carpool season upon us, we wanted to share some tips from the Car Care Council to make sure that your vehicles are kid-safe and road-ready. First, check your lights and wipers for visibility. With the shorter days and less daylight, it's critical to ensure proper visibility. Second, Get your annual brake inspection. Every year you need to ensure that you're checking brake system components for wear and especially the brake fluid. Third, check your tires for underinflation or excessive wear. Fourth, make sure that everybody in the seat is buckled up. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration website has some important tips on seatbelt fit and positioning as well as how to install car seats for kids of all sizes. And fifth, consider a backup detection device. Consider having a backup detection device installed that provides rear view video or warning sounds when moving in reverse. Back to school time is a hectic time for most families, but scheduling a complete vehicle inspection is time well spent. 
Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG. We'll talk to you again next week. I heard about Novus Glass on John Rush's Rush to Reason radio show, and I know that John would not go with a company that he did not believe was a great company to work with. And so with him backing Novus Auto Glass, we felt confident that that was a good company. When I called them, I was looking for mobile service out to Albert County, and they were very accommodating. My insurance company initially told me that they were not a preferred provider with our insurance company, and they went above and beyond with doing a three-way call with my insurance company and got everything squared away to replace three windshields for us without any money out of our pocket except for our deductible. I can't think of another windshield replacement company that we've ever worked with that has been like Novus. I would call them every time now when we need a windshield replaced. KLZradio.com forward slash glass. Your teenager is your biggest financial risk. You buy reliable auto insurance in part to protect yourself from financial loss in case you get in a wreck with large repair expenses for your own vehicle. But you also buy reliable auto insurance to protect yourself from lawsuits. Now, you might not think you make enough money to be at risk of getting sued, but you do have a teenager who drives your car. Let's pose a little scenario that we heard from a real KLZ listener. Your granddaughter is driving your car and gets in a major wreck. You do have auto insurance, but it's not enough coverage. You only have the state minimums. So the other person's insurance company comes after you personally for everything they can get. For years afterward, part of your paycheck goes towards paying someone else's bills. With the right coverage, this could have been avoided. Get the auto coverage you need from Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. Call 303-662-0789. 303-662-0789. Happy customers lead to a successful business. From the beginning, Absolute Electrical Heating and Air has had one defining goal, happy customers. Owner and founder of Absolute, Lewis, had been known to personally drive to a job site to solve a customer's electrical issue. As a master electrician himself, Lewis wanted to make sure every job was done right. But in order to become the number one home services provider in the Denver metro area, Lewis couldn't keep handling every job himself. He needed a team of technicians he could trust to serve customers with the same level of care that he would provide. Over time, Lewis and his leadership team developed a thorough vetting process unique to the industry to find technicians with both technical aptitude and the customer service skills that set Absolute apart. Now, Lewis knows he'll have happy customers because he trusts all of his technicians to stand by their promise. From call to care, we'll be there. 720-526-0231. 720-526-0231. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. This is Greg Bloom with Barber's Foods. Hey, one of the questions I get asked most often is, Greg, how do I get a restaurant-quality steak at home? Now, I do wish, sincerely, that each of you would buy your steaks from Barber's Foods at barbersfoods.com as we do sell some great quality Colorado-raised Angus steaks. But if you're going to shop at a retail store, to start with, never buy your steaks from the full-service meat counter because for a steak to be worth eating, it needs to be wet-aged or dry-aged for at least 14 to 21 days, just like they do at a restaurant. 
Now, steaks cut and displayed in a full-service meat case, they're not aged. And that's because retailers need shelf life. So they've been removed from their vacuum-sealed package and put out there for display. To know how to find a great restaurant-quality steak anywhere you go at any retail store, go to barbersfoods.com and click on the Videos tab to see a short video I made for you of what to look for when you buy steaks. Again, it's barbersfoods.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Uh, Randy in Lyme, from Lyman, you're back again. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, uh, I just called uh, Napa, and they couldn't look mine up specifically for my 99 uh, turkey sport. Uh-huh. They said they had a universal vacuum check valve. Uh-huh. Is that worth me chancing yep. a 104-mile yeah. yep. drive? Definitely. Well, <laughs> it should work. Or have them mail it to you. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right, as long as it, you know, I'm not wasting my time. No. It's universal. Uh, no, right. But, yeah, that's all you're going to find nowadays. But, all right. Yeah. Well, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it eliminates one more problem. There you go. So, okay. Thanks, sir. Have a you good day. You're Thanks, very welcome, you Randy. Thanks as well. Uh, Wayne and Greeley, you're up next, sir. Go ahead. How are you? Morning, John. Morning, Ken. Morning. Good hearing from you. Yeah, same here. Uh, very nice to talk to you as always. Um, I uh, have a question on... A lot of people have forgotten about it, but back in the day, and I'm back to my 95 Chevy pickup, back in the day, I know Chevy and Ford, uh, they may have had the same bolt pattern on their wheels, but the center of the wheel was larger, I think, on the Ford. Right. For- you guys remember it? What year that? was that? Well, the Ford's had a different bolt pattern as well. Oh, the bolt pattern was different. Yeah, for, Fords, Fords have traditionally on their eight-lug wheels have used a different wheel pattern where Chevy and and Ram were essentially the same. In fact, Wayne, center holes on, on those, I believe, are the same as well. The, the, the right. GMs and, and Rams, you could swap back and forth, and a lot of guys have. You see them. Okay, yeah. well, I, I found out I had a problem because I had the, the fellow I bought it from had the spare in his garage, so we across the street and i went to i wanted to get it up under the pickup so i take it with me and uh the hole is too big my lift under the truck won't, uh, won't go it slips right through the hole <laughs> so hmm. i didn't know if the bo- I, th- I thought i remembered that some of the boat patterns were the same but the hole was bigger but then the boat patterns different too then huh? so I'll have well the fords are definitely a different bolt pattern has yeah, been well, for it, my, it, my memory is correct. I think they've always. I think the Super Duties have always had their own bolt pattern. Uh, I could look that up really quick and tell oh, you no, guys, but okay. I'm pretty sure I, that's correct. I, I found some wheels out at uh, our wrecking yard here, uh, off of another six bolt pattern on this thing, and um, I'll just go out and get a whole new deal because I've got to have a spare for that thing. So yes, you do. No different. I had another question too. Have you? Do you ever remember getting an email from me? No, Wayne, I have not. Well, I guess it, it must be my system, because I know you tried to send me one one Yes, time, I did. And I didn't get that either. I don't know what the heck. Well, I, I tell have. you what, you, use, use my, I've got a, a, a Gmail account I use for the other, for the Rush to Reason site. Just send me one there. Gmail typically will let most anything roll through. Just use Rush to Reason. So with the with T O not two rush to reason at gmail dot com send it that way Wayne and it's with a number two or two? no T O so rush to oh, reason okay. at gmail dot com send it to that one let's see how that works okay yeah I, I don't know I I have I don't understand it the company I I don't know if I should mention them or not but the company I have for a carrier 
I'm hearing a good part of Greeley. I mean, I'm in the city limits and everything, and I have one bar all the time. Hmm. Sometimes it's a half a bar, and well, I think it's ridiculous. I think you're. I think you are 100 percent correct. Well, anyway. Oh, and I, I called Ken one day too, and uh, I don't know. I, I'm just being a bother, I guess. No, <laughs> you're not. No, at all. Not never. at all, Wayne. Never, never. I just. I, I couldn't get a hold of you, John, and uh, I, I've, I've always re- listened to Ken on there, and I thought, well, I'll give him a call and ask him, but I couldn't get a hold of him either. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, that email that I just gave you, Wayne, again, if it doesn't go to it, uh, we have other problems, because it should. Yeah, well, it's probably me. I mean, I've had an iPhone for, what, six months now, so I'm I'm really proficient at it, believe me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, good for you, you guys. Wayne. Appreciate you, man. Always, always, always a joy having you, man. I appreciate it very much. Tom in Lakewood, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. We'll take a quick break. This is Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Most oil changes are the same: old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy. And make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Tom in Lakewood is next. Tom, welcome. Uh, I got a question about security on a Malibu, and then I got a couple hints that I've discovered. Okay. Uh, I got a 2019 Malibu, and it's got just over 36,000 miles. Every time I close the door, the horn honks. And mm-hmm. I, I know there's something if you leave your keys in the car that'll do it. But the keys aren't left in the car. They're on me. Huh. So the keys are on you when you cl- Yeah, because they should only be doing that if the, if the keys are in the Inside car. Inside the car, And that's yeah. just a known, yeah, they just yeah. do that. Right. Yeah. Any hints or just go to the dealer? Um, so does it the double beep like it is a key left in the car? 
Okay. It's a double beep. Okay. Huh. Yeah, um, that's got to be something beep, in the programming. Beep. Yeah. They do beep. that, too. I know. I, and by the way, I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it must be sensing something. Um, have you ever tried getting into the car and see if it'll start without your key being in your pocket or in, or anything? I never have. I'll do that. That's a great Try idea. That because, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering if maybe, you know, from the factory or something like that, maybe something got left in there or something under, who knows, you know. But, yeah, try that and just see what it does. But if not, I would tend to think that's something in a programming problem. Well, I'll try it, and if it doesn't work, I think I'll take it back to MedBed and see now, what they can do. Yeah, and now the other thing you uh, could do, not this doesn't fix the problem, but you can turn that horn honking off through the menu. Oh, okay. Yeah, get into your settings. Yeah, just go into your settings on the car and turn it off. That doesn't fix the problem. It eliminates the honking. Yeah. Where are those settings at? I believe those are in the driver settings of the car. I'm doing this from... Memory, memory yeah. but but it's in the driver settings, I believe, Tom. If you yeah get into your menu, and scroll through it, buttons, yeah, get into your settings and then enter settings and then scroll down and key fob I or something. Yeah, I have found those. Maybe maybe there's a trick to them. I'll go through the owner's manual and see. Yeah, okay, yeah. If there's ever a question, yes, that's yeah. a great place to look. But as if, always, yeah. But if it starts without your key being in it. Then there's, there's a fob somewhere. A, if there's a fob in there somewhere that's it's doing its job. Then, right. but yeah, I would I would try that, and that doesn't that doesn't fix the problem. But you got to find the fob, so it's yeah. It's a pain. Uh, well, the the two hints I got is uh, my daughter's car, which is uh, a Honda, and this car, they don't have gas caps. Right. They they catch themselves yeah. and. Yes, uh, but if, when you put 44K in, you better have a sprout yeah. with a long plastic or something, because if you don't, it kind of clamps onto it, and it's a pain, and a regular smaller uh, funnel just doesn't reach far enough. Right. So that, that was one, and then the other one is I got an old truck, and it parks the same way in the south side and the west side. The headliner was coming and done, and my uh, daughter had some Gorilla Glue at home that was made for fabrics, hmm. and it goes on something like uh, a Formica top where you glue both sides, and then you wait so long, and you put them together, and by God, it really works good. It's huh. just, I don't know how else I've done that other than to go to a guy to have him repair it, Right. but it sealed it right up, and I... And I tried Sulfro to begin with, and boy, they wanted a fortune for their glue. And I don't know if theirs you had to clamp it or not, but I, I wouldn't know how to clamp it anyway. But anyway, Gorilla Glue for fabrics. The Gorilla Glue, I tell you what, their product line in general, Yeah. I I know they started off with just the one product. The the, the stuff works like no tomorrow. I'll, yeah. I'll give them that. Whoever, whoever, you know, whoever the chemist is behind all of that, they've done a really good job. Yeah. There. By the way, their duct tape, the Gorilla Glue duct tape. If you're really looking for some good, solid, heavy duct tape around your shop or garage or whatever, holy cow, does that stuff work? Huh. Huh. Really well. Right. Because uh, it's, twi- it's twice the money regular duct tape is, but it's twice a duct tape. There you go. Well, it lasts for I'm sure. So it's really well, I mean, I tell you what, Tom. When I go out and do remotes and stuff, I've gotten to where I've got 
some Gorilla Glue duct tape that I that I bought, and you know I I, I basically duct tape the headset cords and things like that down to the to the uh, you know to the table so they don't move around and such. I've gotten to where I've only used one piece of duct tape the entire summer because I just leave it on the table. I just pull it up, and then I put the cord underneath it, and then I put it right back down on top, and I've been using that same piece of duct tape all summer. There you go. Yeah. I, I would not be able to do it with regular duct tape, by the way. Right. Yeah. Uh, they probably want you to advertise that. Man, I, I tell you what, I, I, they're, they're, all of their products I, I'm a believer in. I've used, yeah. I've used a majority of their products and they work very, very well. Again, I don't know who's behind their stuff, but they, it's, it's more money, but it works. Yep, and which is, might be cheaper in the long run. Uh, typically, right. it is. Yeah, exactly. Typically, it is. Do it once and be done. That's right. Yep. Righty, well, I'll try those hints. Thank you. Yeah, right. I appreciate that. And, and, and back to, Ken, what you are saying a moment ago on the key fob, I— it almost makes you believe there's a key fob still in the vehicle somewhere. Yeah, that's what I would be suspicious one of because I've away. never heard one never do that either. without something. So, yeah, did something fall out? Or And they will honk mean, at you. Oh, yeah. Saying, hey, yeah. you left your keys in. Exactly. The other, you know, the other thing we forgot to ask him, and, and, and Tom, if you're still listening, given – let me let me make sure I, let me make sure I'm saying this correctly. If the key fob is in the car – it typically won't allow you to lock the doors. You can lock it with another remote, and that's doable. Right. But you typically cannot lock the car doors with the actual locks on, you know, the, the right. electronic lock yeah. inside the car. If you put the unlock, exactly. you know, push the unlock lock button, they typically will automatically unlock if the key that's fob's right. inside the car too, right? Yeah, yeah it will not Won't lock. let you lock the keys in the car. Correct. Unless you're using a second fob. Yeah. Exactly. So you can't right. test it that way. You'd have to test it with that fob clear away, go over to the car, see if you can actually lock the doors. Yeah. If, Tom, if you're still listening, if those doors won't lock, there is, there's a fob someplace in that car. Right, exactly. And just or it thinks there's one in the car. Yeah. Yep. And that means that anybody walking up to that car could get in and drive away. Drive away, yeah. Once they unlock it, Yeah. even at that point. Yeah. So, and again, you can lock them with the secondary, because I've done that before. I've, 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 <laughs> You're right. Long exactly. story short, there have been all sorts of things where, you know, didn't know there was a fob in the car or whatever. You've got your second fob. You can still unlock and lock the doors yeah. with that second fob. Yeah. But if the first fob is left in it, it will not let you manually lock the door. So that's something else yeah. actually for... For Tom to look Testing at, too. purposes, yeah. Well, lines are open. We've got another full hour coming your way. If you guys want to call in, we can probably squeeze one more call in here even this hour. Otherwise, we'll come back and take them all in this last hour, 303-477-5600. Again, 303-477-5600. Uh, you know, back to, um, back to the programmers we were talking about earlier somebody asked a question what about the bank's derringer and it was interesting ken and i were having a topic on or having a discussion on banks kind of off air and you know nothing against the bank's product they've been around forever i never did much on the bank's end of things because they had a really i'll just be honest a really crappy dealer program back in the day that didn't allow us as a installer and dealer to make much money selling their product and no offense, I wasn't there to not make money. You're right. I was there exactly. to make money. And if I couldn't make money selling banks, I'd go sell something else. Doesn't mean their product was bad. It just meant that it wasn't it didn't work for us as an installer sure. at that point. Now keep in mind this is some ten plus years ago. Has it gotten any better? That I can't answer. Uh, I will say that as much as I l- enjoy and respect the banks products 
I think sometimes they're overrated. Just being honest. I think you're paying for name at times versus what you're really getting in actual product performance out of that particular product. And I will tell you that there was a particular product back in the day banks sold that I took everyone off of or took one off of that you know, were, were sold uh, in the first place, whether I had sold it or somebody else had, uh, I had took the majority of those off. So a couple of you guys I just put on hold. Uh, Larry's talking to a caller, so so t- hang tight. Larry will get you guys queued up in just one minute, so don't go anywhere. He's talking to somebody on the phone right now. As soon as he's off, he'll jump into you two guys in just one minute. So hang tight. He'll get to you in, in uh, just one second. Somebody else was talking about that that truck that, uh, that uh, Jim has. With the, uh, or Bill, sorry, Bill over in Lakewood. He said, just sell it to me. <laughs> Somebody texted in and said that. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey. I think, I think that, that comment was either on that truck or the 8.1 liter Vortec. Either one of those, right. by the way, is still a yeah. desirable truck. Those big block Chevys back in the day yeah. are very desirable trucks. And for those, you, for those of you guys that own those, yeah, those are not hard to sell and do something with. Actually, they're very easy. So let's see if we can squeeze one call in here. Uh, Peter, I know we're getting close on time. If I can't get your call completely answered, we'll do it as soon as we come back. But let's at least get started. What's going on? Uh, I got a 2000 uh, Subaru Outback. It's at um, budget A1 transmissions because they've kind of taken done any repair work that's needed to done, done on it. Okay. Uh, it just kind of died and they got it started but it will not keep it will not stay running um so it's it's pretty much junk i even called ruse only which you know that's all they handle and they said no they said we won't deal with it because it's too old and it's too hard to get parts is what they said so my question is i know there's all kinds of places i googled it that, that take junk cars you guys have any other suggestions? I yes. would like to. I know I could donate it. Yes. I'd like to try to get some money out of it. Any other suggestions of what I can do with it? Uh, what I what I would suggest you do is is call Hands of the Carpenter. It's a great program that we are affiliated with here on Drive Radio. They're over in the Golden area, and what they will do is their program helps helps single moms get back on their feet. And it's it's a huge vetting process. The moms have an investment. They actually have to put some money into the car on the front side. They don't just get it for free. They teach them how to maintain the car. It's a great program, Peter, at the end of the day. It's not just a donation to somebody that then goes and junks the car and takes the cash and does something with it. They're literally going to take your car and put it to good use, which for me, if I'm going to donate something, I'd rather have that than just knowing it's going to the scrapyard and somebody's you know going to pocket the money and do whatever with it. In this case, they will not pay you for the car, but they will handle all of the expenses in getting the car from wherever it is to them so you have no more money out at the end of the day. So they at least help you in that manner. And, and it's a great program. It really is. What's the name of it? I have my radio down. I forgot that. I, it's it, no, it's I okay. It's, it's tell people to turn their radio down, but I'm on Bluetooth. No, it's, it's Hands of the Carpenter. Hands of the Carpenter. Okay. Oh, and just Google that. Hands of the Carpenter. You'll find it. They're over in Golden. The phone number's there. And uh, just tell Dan and the guys you you listen. You know, you heard you you heard us here on Drive Radio talking about it, and and they'll take good care of you, Peter. They will. And and, and the car will go to good use. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's fine. Um, my question is, <laughs> I mean, like I said, this place has done good. I, I I mean, they're not one of your Colorado Select guys, but right. I mean, they've done. They've done well for me, and for some unknown reason, they said that they can't figure out why. It, like I said, it starts, but they can't keep it running. It just it seems to die. So, 
Um, I need to get it out of their yard. They haven't really been bother, bothering me about it. But well, and again, Dan and those guys can help you okay. with that, and they've got the ability to get the car fixed and rolling and, again, make, make it work. And, and again, you yeah, get a great I donation hope, out of it so as well. I... Okay. All, All right, right, Dan, sure. you know, Peter, I appreciate it. Call Dan again. Uh, Bob and Parker, hang tight. Randy in North Glen as well. You guys hang tight. We'll come right back. Another flower coming your way. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.